And I think that there is one special interest group that's very vocal against the proposal, but I think generally people want it to be a wonderful place to go. And so yesterday, uh, Infrastructure Ontario and Therme uh, made their resubmission to the city in terms of the development proposal and what we intend on doing there. Um, and I think what's most important that I'd like to share with the public is that we are truly implementing some of the things that we've heard. That is the Infrastructure Minister, Kinga Surma. She made a personal visit to our studios on Thursday, and it uh, sounds like she's talking about the individual I'm looking at right now. Norm Bis Bis uh, De Pasquale is with Ontario Place for All. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well, John. Thank you All for right. this opportunity. So she said there's one vocal group that is against us. I, I, surely you guys aren't outliers. Yeah, we take absolute umbrage with that comment. I mean, we have 30,000 letter signers from Kenora down to Sarnia. Um, you know, there's the Toronto Star editorial board that is written against this. We have resident associations like Harvard Village and Bay Cloverhill that have written letters in support of an Ontario Place for All. Um, it is not a special interest group. It is the people of Ontario. What is wrong with the plan that the government is currently working with? So it starts right from the beginning. Bill Davis said public interest, not commercial interest, must drive the vision of Ontario Place. Now, how did they start this whole process? With a commercial RFP, which they didn't consult with a single Ontarian on. They had selected the winning bidders without talking to a single Ontarian, and then they came to quote-unquote consult after selecting a Glass Mega Spa from Austria, which in no way celebrates or reflects Ontario the way that Ontario Place was intended to do. Okay, but it actually sounds kind of attractive. I mean, you know, I've always said if I lived in Reykjavik, I would be at the uh, Blue Lagoon Spa every single Saturday afternoon. This spa sounds kind of nice. Yeah, so, um, you know, in Europe, they do have bit, a bit more of a spa culture. It's an interesting point that you make there. But um, if you look at the Thermae spas in Europe, they're usually located in an industrial location next to a, a bunch of highways, um, you know, where it's easy to get in and out of and all of that. And, you know, this one is on our public gem of a, a public waterfront, you know, and we're we're risking losing our waterfront space for 95 years. As you said last week, we're going to both be dead, but yeah. we're talking about our children and our children's children who are going to lose this waterfront space for 95 years to an Austrian mega spa. I mean, who even knows if the spa is going to be around in, let's say, 30 or 40 years? That's the nice thing about keeping a place public is that it has a much longer lifespan than a private interest would tend to have. Okay, so what would the better use of Ontario Place be? Yeah, so uh, we've we've launched an idea called a better idea, which is meant to try to restart the consultations, which focuses on both Ontario Place and the Ontario Science Centre, re-envisioning them as 21st century public spaces with great connectivity, uh, you know, options for housing at the Science Centre, like some new park space at the Science Centre, and, you know, at, at Ontario Place, introducing a satellite space for the Science Centre, or like a branch, which focuses on water and climate change. Um, you know, just starting with public interest, actually consulting Ontarians from the get-go um, and, and just remembering the vision, which is this is meant to be a public space to celebrate and reflect Ontario, a glass mega spa that cuts down 850 trees, erases Michael Huff's landscape architecture, does not do that. The guy writes, I think for the Globe and Mail, uh, Alex Bozikovic, uh writes very thoughtfully about public spacing and architecture, and he actually took umbrage with me for saying that the current state of Ontario Place is a dump. 
I mean, I bike down there and it just seems abandoned and sad. So we've got to come up with a better future. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, um, you know, does it need revitalization? Yes. We priced out what, um, you know, a 21st century public space would cost at Ontario Place and, and we're coming up at a figure near, uh, maybe close to 100 million. The current plan is going to cost $650 million in taxpayer money. We are losing money in this deal. Thermae is putting in less than we are as taxpayers. So, you know, we're, we're losing money, the taxpayers losing money, and we're losing the space for 95 years. I don't understand what's in this deal for Ontarians. Okay. So, I mean, just in terms of vision for your organization, it's more natural and organic and no spa. <laughs> you bet. Like, you know, are, are there um, commercial fits that can fit in within the framework of a 21st century public space? Absolutely. Like, look at, um, you know, the amazing waterfront in Chicago, Navy Pier, um, you know, the waterfront in uh, Montreal that dashes in some commercial fits in between. But it's all about balance and scale and, and prioritizing the public space first. Thanks a lot for this. Good luck. I'm sure it is part, as I always like to say, of a much longer conversation. Absolutely. And appreciate this opportunity again. Norm DiPasquale is with Ontario Place for All. I presume there's a website. Yes. It's OntarioPlaceForAll.com slash take action. We're going to take action very soon for the trees they plan to imminently cut down.